Welcome to the Different Thinking Podcast with your host, Zach Hensrud. All right, all right. Welcome to episode number eight. Houston, we have a problem. How to handle mis-expectations with your team and customers. This episode is all about those times where you missed the expectations of customers or team members. Now, to get started, I want to tell you a little story. Back in April of 1970, the week of the 11th through the 17th, was the longest for three men as they overcame obstacles and challenges while trying to do something that had just become routine. What am I talking about? I'm, I'm talking about the Apollo 13 mission. This was supposed to be the third manned mission to the moon, to land on the moon, to study the moon. It had just been done by Apollo 11 for the first time. Apollo 12 had success. And so now it was Apollo 13's time. They trained, they studied, they prepared. They had a little challenge and obstacle when Ken Mattingly uh, was, uh, had some health concerns and, and Jack Swigert was, was put in place. And so the crew took off for the moon. And as it went, it went very routine as they were heading that 200,000 some odd miles away from the earth. And after a evening telecast where they were on the news, they were shutting everything down and, and Houston came across the radio and said, okay, Jack, go ahead and stir those oxygen tanks. And as routinely as they had done the day before, Jack pressed the button and all of a sudden, a clank, clank, bang. Lights fluttered. And he knew immediately, okay, we've had a problem. Now, I find it kind of funny as a side note here. Uh, Houston, we have a problem is a misquotation that uh, has become a, a, a pop popular uh uh, phrase whenever problems arise. Uh, it, the, it actually is a, a direct quote from the 1995 movie Apollo 13, but uh, where director Ron Howard took a little bit more liberty because actual the real saying of what happened in 1970 was, Houston, we've had a problem uh, that is in the past, not that we're continually having a problem. And so uh, with that, they began their four-day journey uh, from that incident, they began their four-day journey of survival. And what became a routine mission to the moon became NASA's first long-distance survival mission, where these three men uh, had to make it back to Earth, slingshot around the moon. And I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine training, working so hard, especially if you've ever studied the life of, of Jim Lovell, uh, the astronaut Jim Lovell, you know that he also uh, piloted uh, Apollo 8, 
that did not have intentions of landing on the moon, but did an, a successful slingshot around the moon to show that it was done, that it could be done. And, uh, how it would be to look out the window and see the moon right there and all your training and all your efforts and all, all, everything that you've ever worked for being right in front of you, but you cannot hit that expectation. And as the story goes, they, they, they made it home and they found out what exactly happened. There was a, a damaged wire that ignited uh, and oxygen, when there's a spark around, pure oxygen is very combustible. And uh, that's exactly what had happened. And it, through those obstacles, that it wasn't just like, oh, no, the, the, the command module's damaged. Uh, let's turn it around. Let's go back home. No, it, it was a process where they had to uh, actually invent things that had not been invented before, like a, a carbon monoxide filter. They had to live in what they called the limb, the landing module, uh, for those four days uh, to, to shut down the command module so it could re-enter into Earth's atmosphere. Uh, and the, the, the lunar module was only designed for two people for two days. It had to now uh, support three people for four days. Um, and so there was a number of different challenges and obstacles that this crew faced all the way to touchdown. But an incredible success, they were able to bring all three astronauts home. Now, you might be wondering, okay, what does that have to do with different thinking? And I like to bring up this definition of different thinking of what this podcast is all about because I get that question from time to time. It's really cool slogan. It's, it's one of those things that can be catchy. But what is this podcast about and why does this really matter? Why does this episode matter? And what this podcast is about is it's a place where creativity is welcome, where conventional wisdom is tested and challenged, and where growth and development is nourished. And, and really, I think this bucket here of missed expectations with your team and uh, with your customer base really dives into two of them. Because for the, since the dawn of time, uh, expectations have been missed. I, I think you could take out a piece of paper and start writing down all the times that your expectations of what you thought would happen or hope would happen, and it didn't happen. You can put those down. It's just a part of life. And so I would like to say that while it's in the bucket of conventional wisdom being tested and challenged, it's also, this is also about personal development. Because as a leader, as a different thinking leader, it is a sure thing that you're going to come across missed expectations. You're going to come across uh, times that your customers or your team members uh, or your volunteer staff or even yourself are going to set expectations and miss them. And we, have, we really have two choices after that, right? You have two choices after a missed expectation. And if you listen to episode number seven, which is creative problem solving, infusing creativity into that, into that problem, you would know that, the, that there, with these two choices, you could either wallow in the misexpectations and, and be bummed out and, and uh, let it affect you negatively, or you can come to a creative solution and see positives from that. And, and so it's something that as I'm speaking, 
you're shaking your head. I, I know you are, whether you're in your car, you're at the gym, uh, you're uh, at your desk working, listening to this podcast. Missed expectations are a reality that you're never going to get away from. There'll never be a time where you're going to be 100%. So what this episode's about is not how to get to 100% of how to always hit expectations. But what do you do when a problem happens and expectations are missed? That's really what's going to happen in this episode. So as always, you, you know me to be consistent, hopefully now over these eight episodes, I have three action steps for you when expectations are missed and they're very simple to recall. So I hope if you are taking notes, uh, that, uh, you'll, you'll start to write these down. Uh, if you're not, what I encourage you to do is listen to these three action steps and start to put them to memory. Because they're not hard to remember. and It's something easily to recall. So action step number one, you must recognize. You must recognize the missed expectation. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is you must recognize what the problem is. This is a, a fact-finding mission on recognition. This is not sharing your emotions. This is not... Uh, pointing blame at anybody or, or, or highlighting blame. This is what I, I label highly as a fact finding mission. What happened? And usually at this point, I I've got a piece of paper out and I'm writing down what happened, how it happened and what's the solution. So in episode number seven, when I cover creative problem solving, because I know in episode seven, I brought up this episode, they're kind of like sister episodes, but in episode number seven, that's what the, that's what creative problem solving is. It's, it's during the recognition process, recognizing the missed expectation. So what has happened, how it happened, and what's the solution and getting down to the facts getting down to the facts. Now, as you're going through this recognition process, there are times, and I will tell you that this is something that you're going to be like, okay, yep, absolutely. You overown the process. You overown the problem. There has been times where I have like died on my sword and, and the, and I'm like, this is all on me. I, I made the mistake. Uh, even though, I didn't, they, the customer can see that it wasn't just me. It was a whole process shutdown. You, you, hopefully you understand what I'm saying. There are times that us as leaders can over own a problem that was created by others. So that way it isn't a blame game that you, that you almost cover up your teammates problem, right? Or you cover up the overall problem. And you have all of them, uh, you have all of their frustration, their anger, their disappointment directed at you. And really that's over owning it. And now it's going to create an emotional problem within you because you're going to walk away going, well, really it wasn't my problem. And you're absolutely correct. Like it, you didn't do it all right. And so don't over own the problem. Don't over recognize the problem as yourself, but take leadership and ownership of it, of Here's what happened. This is how it happened. 
And this is what we're going to do about it. And in that what we're going to do about it, this is where you take that extreme ownership of from here on out, I am locked into this. Like this is exactly what is going to be done and executed on. And so this is an opportunity for you to really get clear. And also this isn't a time to play the blame game. This isn't, this is your fault. This is where, when we talk about in episode number four, the clipboard breaking fun, where I had to do a lot of maturity in because when I was a young leader, I would tend to point fingers. I would tend to, okay, this is your deal. This is, this is what's wrong. And, uh, and not take any ownership. The other thing on recognition too is in the solution, make sure that you are giving 100% the truth. When I, when I started in my auto body career, there was a thought, a conventional wisdom of when a, a problem came up and expectations were missed. So like something came up and the car wasn't going to be delivered on time. Well, give them a little bit of sugar. Give them a little white lie to not make us look so bad. And what will happen is they'll be a little bit, okay, yeah, that sucks. You can't control that. It's not on you guys. Oh, you know, not, you know, oh man. And then they move forward. But what I had found was when you tell a little white lie, sometimes it turns into a big white lie and then it gets found out and then all trust is gone. All, all, because because it's something, again, you don't operate into a bubble. And so it, there's other folks in there. And when mis-expectations come about, when you go through the recognizing, when you start to go through that process, you actually find the areas in which you were uh, responsible for. And so don't give into that opportunity to use uh, a little white lie or uh, sh- to sugarcoat the truth uh, to make yourself feel better because ultimately that will backfire. So number one, recognize, recognize the problem. So what has happened, how it happened, and then what are you going to do about it? What's that, uh, what's that process to getting it done? Number two, number two step is empathize. Be the, be an active listener. So when you're sharing that with your team member or your customer about the misexpectation, listen to them. Because it's going to, this mis-expectation is going to create a, an emotional reaction. And so first you want to be an active listener and then you want to validate. That is what true empathy is. Active listening, caring, and validating. Because it is a true emotion that they're feeling. Even if it's one that after they express how they feel, after that expression of emotion then logic sets in and, and they go, ah, you know, I really shouldn't have reacted that way. Let them get to that point, right? Because that will actually create a positive interaction between the two of you because now they'll understand that they were being unreasonable in their response. So empathize, active listening. Active listening is not only listening to what they say, but asking questions, asking questions that are thought-provoking that continue to open up that emotion, like, I understand your frustration and I'm frustrated myself. But with this misexpectation of us not being able to hit this date, what other obstacles is it creating for you? Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm understanding. Now, 
this has come up. Now this has come up. Now this has come up. Now this has come up. Okay. Is there something that I can do to alleviate some of this additional stresses? Ah. And so truly empathize, active listen, and validate. And that will start to open up more of a solution for them as far as how they feel about it. The solution for the problem's already been handled. You've already shared the solution. Like in the auto body days, this is how it would go. Hello, uh, uh, June. Uh, this is Zach here at the uh, Precision Collision Auto Body. Um, I know we had set the expectation of your car being completed on Friday. Uh, we're in the assembly process, so we're already through all the repairs and we're starting to assemble. And one of the parts that we received uh, is damaged and it is not working correctly. Um, and so we have ordered that part. And uh, while that part was supposed to arrive this morning, we have learned that it is still at the distributor back east. Uh, and with their shipping methods, the soonest that my dealership can see it is Monday. And they said once they receive it, they can let us know. But even after we get that, and most likely that will be on Tuesday, uh, if there's no other shipping delays, then uh, we still have some assembly process to go. And so therefore the car will not be done until later next week. Listen and actively walk through. Okay. Let's get to episode or uh, let's get to point number three, reorganize. What's reorganize. It's an active triage. It's where you now go back to the recognition and you start to see where are areas now dive into it deeper and say, where are areas that I could have done better where I could have, uh, uh, seen this problem come about? What questions should I be asking my team members or what things should I have put in place systems to really help me uh, make sure that this problem doesn't pop up again? And in this reorganization, this is where you can also do a lot of coaching with your team members. Hey, you know what we just faced here? I know that you and I don't want to face that again. So if that's the case, then what can we do about this to make sure that this doesn't happen? What kind of communication steps can we create? And so in this reorganize, uh, and this needs to happen every time uh, a, a mis-expectation comes up because you will find if there is a common theme, a common problem, then that's something that you can go ahead and, and work through in a different manner. But if it's, if it's just system areas that are, that are being tested and where they're, where they're falling apart, these are things that could be simply fixed or, or worked on. And now the other customers that you may have active won't go through those missed expectations. I find when you don't do an active triage, you're creating a repeatable pattern. And not only do you have missed expectations on one customer or team member, all of a sudden it starts to permeate to other things that are, uh, that are around because you haven't quite really gotten to the bottom of why it's happening. And so here we go. The three easy steps to remember is recognize, empathize, and reorganize. When those missed expectations come up, I hope that you will write these down, that if you have some active missed expectations, that you dive into it today of recognizing by empathizing and reorganizing and really get a good triage process. And what you'll start to see is success built off of that. So I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Please, if you have not uh, subscribed, this is a great time for you to subscribe now to wherever you get podcasts. Would love to connect with you. Uh, have a great method to get a hold of me, and that is uh, at an email, 
Uh, it is hello at differentthinkingpodcast.com. Hello at differentthinkingpodcast.com. That's a place where you can put your questions, comments, or if you have any stories of where uh, this, uh, like, uh, for instance, where episode eight has helped you in your organization. But until then, folks, remember today is a great day where you can apply different thinking. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.